What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Kat Brooks. We are joined this morning by Scott Morris, a journalist with the Vallejo Sun, who covers policing, protests, civil rights, and far-right extremism. He has a new report in the Vallejo Sun, Out of Control, Vallejo Police Lieutenant Steve Darden's reputation for unchecked anger. Good morning, Scott. Hey, good morning, Kat. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I've been itching to get you on uh, on a new show here. Um, Scott, I, I cover... VPD a lot, um, have a special place and a little activist heart for them. One of the most brutal police departments in California, which means I cover the shenanigans pretty regularly. So I think my listeners know a bit about the department, but just for um, a little context, talk to us about uh, VPD, starting with the stats about the numbers of people they have shot that you lay out in your report. Yeah, um, uh, Vallejo Police Department definitely has a reputation, and you know, I, the data really shows that this is one of the most violent police departments in at least Northern California, possibly the state, and you know, really the country. Um, uh, you know, for example, um, <clears throat> in the last twenty years, there's data that shows that uh, they've shot fifty-six people and killed thirty of them. Um, a lot of officers uh, that have been dubbed the quote-unquote fatal 14 have shot multiple people over that time. Um, and, you know, I, I'm i sure, as you're aware, there's a revelations about a ritual where officers were actually bending the tips of their badges to um, mark these shootings to kind of celebrate them or to, like, consecrate them. Um, you know, they say that this was a uh, attempt to kind of... Uh, Show show officers that had had you know stood up to danger and and survived, but um, you know this has been a super controversial thing, and there's still a lot of unquestion and unanswered questions about it. So um, yeah, there's a lot going on in Vallejo. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot going on uh, in Vallejo, and shout out to the the activists and advocates on the ground that are grinding to get accountability there, uh, particularly the Monterosa sisters. Um, all right, let's get to this report, Scott, about Lieutenant Steve Darden. He's been on the force for a while. What was the triggering event that made you decide now was the time to lay it out there about this problematic cop? I mean, you've reported on him before, but this is, you know, pretty comprehensive here. Yeah. Um, well, what, what really uh, triggered us to do this investigation in particular was that um, we received some documents that we'd never seen before, um, you know, from there about from five years ago. But they just show how um, Darden has kind of risen in the department despite this internal reputation for anger. So it's not so this is a guy that's been kind of notorious in the community a long time. He's been involved in four shootings in this 26 years in the department. Um, he's had other incidents where there's been allegations of excessive force. There was an incident when he had um, punched a robbery victim on camera and that got leaked out to the news way back in 2011. Um, and the fact of the matter is that despite all that, you know, he kept getting promoted to the point where in 2019 he made lieutenant and then just last year he was announced as um you know leading one of the new geographic areas as part of the department's reform efforts but these internal records that we obtained kind of show that you know we, we had one investigation where the these outside investigators that were contracted by the city interviewed a dozen vallejo police officers and almost all of them had something to say about how Darwin Darden had um, harassed them, 
how Darden had uh, bullied them, how he was uh, out of control, how he would yell at his subordinates, um, how he had anger issues and, you know, officers saying that he um, didn't, you know, they wouldn't work overtime if they were there, that they thought that he drove officers out of the department. Um, and so, you know, after we read this, it, it was clear that, you know, this was a lot going on kind of behind the scenes that people didn't realize, even if this guy had this reputation on the streets. And, and, and talk a bit about um, how remarkable it is that that many police officers are breaking the blue wall. Like how severe of an issue must this dude be for that to be happening, particularly in VPD, which is pretty well known for closing its ranks um, around problematic cops. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, and, and IA investigations of Vallejo typically are really um, pretty rote exercises, no matter the circumstances behind the incident. Um, you know, I've a lot of, read a lot of IA reports, and you know, generally they're kind of asking questions that um, just sort of are geared towards clearing the officer, are geared towards moving towards. Um, you know, not holding anyone accountable. And I, I mean, and this is a, a reputation that the IA has had that they really don't um, tend to hold anybody accountable in that department. Um, you know, in, in all of these shootings that we talked about, they really, um, none of these officers tend to be disciplined in them. Um, and, and so this has been this ongoing pattern. So to, to see this investigation that was done in this, all of these officers come forward with these complaints is it really is remarkable. You're absolutely right. Um, they are, are, are out here saying like, no, this guy, this guy actually is a really big problem. And, but the fact of the matter is that even though all these officers did come forward and the outside investigator said, Hey, th this guy's management practices really need to be evaluated. Darden was a sergeant at the time. Um, it, it appears that the department continued to ignore these things, uh, because Darden a few years later was promoted to Lieutenant and given even more responsibility. So, uh, you know, this is something that, um, it, it appears has been going on for years that, you know, I think one officer we quoted said uh, everybody in the department kind of knows that this guy's M.O. is yelling at subordinates. And they, you know, the, the department apparently said, hey, we're going to put him in charge of even more people. So that's what um, his colleagues say about him. Talk a little bit about what the community says about him, including his appearance in some rap lyrics, which reminded me of a, a, another problematic cop in Baltimore showing up in uh, local rappers' uh, songs. Yeah, you're not the first person that's um, made that Baltimore comparison to me. It's because uh, uh, no, and and it's interesting because we reported a, um, a, a we did a podcast about uh, rap music and and kind of in Vallejo a few months ago, and we we found this um, lyric by Neff the Pharaoh, and he says, uh, you know, Darden's come, I'm Darden's son, um, and it, it it just goes to show just how notorious um, Darden has been in this community, and uh, you know and. Way back, like I said, way back in 2011, there was this on-camera incident when um, police were called to a robbery, uh, and and the victim there comes up to the cops, and he was he was upset because they had taken 45 minutes to respond there, and he said that you know the, these robbers had punched him in the face and taken his things, um, and he's he's sitting around waiting for a police response, and Darden, on hearing him complain about how long he took, he just steps up to the guy, and and. You know the guy's kind of like, "What are you doing?" He says, "He says something like, I'm a U.S. soldier. Why, why are you stepping up to me like this?'" And Darden just decks him and puts him on the ground. 
Um, and this is all on video. And, and apparently even back then, the people in the department were concerned about this because that video ends up getting leaked out to a TV station, um, ends up on the news. And even that wasn't enough for them to take any kind of accountability. It was, there's a particular captain that we name in this story is that, that apparently was, he was involved in an early shooting with Darden back in 2005, um, captain Lee Horton, um, and, and numerous officers in that internal report say that Lee Horton really covered for Darden for years and, and kind of would um, brush off a lot of this behavioral problems. And they, they you know, Horton is in this news report, uh, you know, just saying, like refusing to answer whether or not it was appropriate for him to punch a robbery victim. Um, and it, it, it's just kind of you know, remarkable, like to, to see how those golf behind the Heans and how it played out in this TV station, it, the TV report that, Hey, uh, this guy did this thing years ago. It Palejo cops, even back then were so upset about it that somebody leaked it out to the media and still the department took no action. And Darton himself fancies, uh, uh, himself a rapper. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, Scott. Yeah, um, he has been uh, recording as a rap artist for a decade, over a decade now. Um, so he's got uh, one album that's out on YouTube. Um, I think there was another one that's hard to find now. Uh, and then he, he'll, he'll put out kind of singles now. And then a lot of them are about being a police officer. Um, and, uh, you know, be like even on the, the cover of his one album, it's just called It's Rough Out Here. And it, it's um, got him in his Vallejo police uniform on the cover of this rap album. Um, and and it's all these songs kind of rapping about being a cop. So uh, we, we quote a lot of lyrics in it. Um, they're uh, interesting. Um, Give us some. Uh, you know, he says, uh, one, one of his songs, he says, I'm at my locker getting suited up, talking to my squad, just chopping it up deep inside. I start to feel as if it's my last day, man, the danger's real. And then he says, load the shotgun and test the light bar. I patrol on the street all day where you are. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of thing that, that Darden's rapping about here is, is, um, you know, his life on a cop, how he fears for his life, how he's, um, you know, patrolling the streets with a gun. Um, and there was even, uh, a couple songs that, uh, we managed to track down uh, some information about and, and some lyrics about was that, because uh, way back in, in 2008 in the bankruptcy, Darden was rapping about, um, actually rapping about the city council and the Vallejo Police uh, Association contract negotiations with the city council. So the city's on the verge of bankruptcy um, and, the, the, and Darden's putting out these negative raps about um, the city council's actions and then even went so far as apparently to, to personally attack two council members that were advocating for, for cutting police contracts. Um, and in the process, you know, they, they ended up going and complaining to the police chief at the time, Robert Nicolini, who apparently talked to Arden into taking these lyrics down. Um, but, uh, you know, from what we've seen and heard, it, these lyrics were really pretty nasty. Yeah, and I, I and I imagine um, that she felt pretty fearful given his reputation. I mean, I think she talked about him being um, problematic with his uniform on and his uniform off. Um, Scott, you mentioned that he has killed uh, four people. Um, can you talk about 
um, how that stands up against the national average uh, of how many times um, cops across the country kill people. And, and maybe walk us through one of those incidents, please. Yeah, I mean, uh, in like uh, the national average police officers who have shot at all or shot at anyone or killed anyone is is um, pretty basically zero. Uh, there's research that shows that only 27 percent of police officers across the entire country have ever fired their gun in the line of duty. Um, so for an officer to do it four times is uh, pretty exceptional. Um, and so that stands out right away. Um, you know, there, there's uh, these incidents date back to 2005. Um, that was the one that I referenced with uh, Darden and Captain Lee Horton, who was a sergeant at the time. Um, and uh, they uh, apparently got into a shootout with this guy. And um, the autopsy says that um, he actually had killed himself. Uh, you know, and then um, in 2013, uh, there was a, an incident when a, apparently a man had confronted Darden with a gun and he um, had shot and killed him. Um, and there was uh, one in 2014 where uh, Darden and another officer kind of cornered this guy after a vehicle pursuit um, and had him had his car pinned between two patrol cars. Um, and Darden and the other officer shot and killed them. And then one incident um, in particular, Darden was involved in a um, was one of eight officers who shot and killed uh, Sherman Peacock after Peacock had alleged a point point of a gun at him. Um, this shooting in 2011 was particularly notable because we have information that um, you know one of these officers had actually sent his badge for repairs after the shooting that to to, to actually straighten the point. We have that invoice. This says he had to straighten the point after that, um, and so it, it appears that you know at least he had probably bent his badge after the shooting to mark that one. And you know one of the officers that one of these eight officers that fired in this incident was actually. Um, uh, Todd Tribble, um, who uh, retired recently, but was named as kind of one of the architects of this badge bending thing. He and his brother, Kent Tribble, had come over from the Concord Police Department way back in 2003. And Kent Tribble actually testified that he had started this tradition in Vallejo. Um, and another officer said that uh, both Tribble brothers were involved in doing this. So, um, you know, Todd Tribble is definitely seems to be a, a central player in that scandal. All right, Scott Morris, I got to raise some money for this station, so I got to leave it there. Thank you so much for, for you and your colleagues' work at the Vallejo Sun. For folks who are not subscribed, you all should do so. Um, hope to have you back on the show again soon. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask and the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>